It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, what a day we have on this Thursday. We got no hitters. We got unhappy fans. We got a team that can't handle prosperity. And can you believe it? We have another wedding. Lock the doors. Let's do this thing. Here we go. Only one place to start. Right, one place to start with us here on ESPN Radio is with my man Nikovich and my man Graziano. They're here, they're back, and better than ever, and they are ready to roll. I threw away my papers, so I can't read the sponsorship, but I will shortly as I bring it over to these guys here and we talk about the issues that we talked about on TV today. It, it, it descended into something of a shouting match uh, over my great frustration. Bart was here. So over the Bart, yeah. And Nico, you were really the one who started this in our meeting. So the Philadelphia Eagles are going to wipe the field with Houston tonight, right? Right? We all agree on that. They're going to improve to 8-0, which parenthetically is something the Eagles have never been in their history, which goes back to the 1930s. But the question, Inko, is if they should find themselves 15-0, which feels like a real possibility, they're overwhelmingly favored to win their next seven, so let's call it 14-0. And they have wrapped up the one seed in the NFC, which by that point they easily may have. How would you approach those last quote-unquote meaningless games with the possibility of a perfect season on the line? Well, I think that's a, that's a tricky question considering there's one factor you have to look at, into is the healthier team. So which key pieces of your roster are dealing with an injury or dealing with something that they're playing through? And at that point, does a couple weeks or a week of rest help you considering you have a bye week? And does putting your team first and having some guys maybe take some rest, put you in jeopardy of, of – losing that undefeated status. And Mm -hmm. I said that I personally had experienced with being with the Patriots, considering they were the last team to go undefeated in the regular season, that the, the pressures that come with that are somewhat really meaningless. You you really don't need the pressures of being undefeated, then going into the playoffs, because you could go into the playoffs like those seven Patriots, which clearly were the best team in football that year and get, beat by the Giants who you know had a had somewhat of a struggling record and they get into the playoffs and it's all about a one game season at that point but I need you to explain one thing to me and our one place to start by the way is brought to you by ZipRecruiter try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash greenie ZipRecruiter the smartest way to hire where where Graziano and I pushed back at you a, a lot on TV today was the idea that being asked about the perfect season a lot creates a level of pressure explain to me the tangible difference if you can between being, now there are 17 games in a season, so 17-0 going into the playoffs mm-hmm. or 16-1. You're still the overwhelming favorite. It'll still be a huge upset if you lose. It'll, it'll still be devastating, I'm sure. You want to win a championship more than anything in the world. What exactly is the difference in the pressure? The, the, the history, 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 like chasing history, being the perfect team, being this, going into the playoffs, winning it, winning it all, being the second team to do it in history, like that whole thing. It just gets old. And because at the end of the day, the pressure of getting to a Super Bowl is hard enough on every single player and every single person in the staff and every coach. Because at the end of the day, you start the goal off in the offseason with 
winning a championship. And it's, it's understandable that through a season, and listen, sometimes the best thing that ever happens to a team is to lose because that's, you go through a regular season or you go through some parts of your season where you're on a, on a roll and you're winning, little issues that might catch up to you in the playoffs, which could end your season, just get covered up mm-hmm. with like a little Band-Aid. Oh, yeah, well, we missed like five plays or we missed five blocks. That could be an issue, but we still won by 21. So, eh, it's okay. Like, we'll correct them in practice, but it's not as as sense of urgency that you have when you do lose a game that – Basically, when you lose, you watch the film, and it might be a terrible week, and guys are, are thrown under the bus, and you're, you're out there the next week trying to correct a lot of things, and it helps you in the long run. But the, the pressure aspect, aspect of it, we talked about, Dan, I know you gave it to me with the, the whole, uh, oh, the pressures. It just becomes so every day beat over the head and unnecessary yeah. that it's like, it's like a nagging like little – sibling you're just like shush i'm so sick of it <laughs> let me get question what do you think way, about i understand the way players view reporters i don't need that explained to me look <laughs> Sorry. I, I do your patriots teammates that were on that 07 team do they believe that the reason they lost the super bowl to the giants is because they were 16 and 0 and not 15 and 1 no i don't think not. that that's the case at all but right. i also i think that there could be something said about you know there's a there's hype involved and when you're undefeated right. and there's this right. sense of we're unstoppable and let's go let's do the whole thing and then you get beat in the super bowl and and I so, wasn't on that team. I don't know what happened during the week of prep. I don't know the, the mentality of that team. I do know that many of those guys had won. I know some guys yeah. came in that hadn't and the guys that hadn't won a super bowl would probably do whatever they could to win a Super Bowl sure. and the guys that had three or two or one would say they wouldn't change a thing. I think if, if you could guarantee the team, right, like, hey, we're, we're going to back off for a week and maybe we lose this game, but we get everybody healthy, but that'll set us up for the Super Bowl, then, then everyone would sign up for it. But Polian did that with the Colts. We've heard Jeff Saturday talk oh, about this over and over they're again. They're all right? furious. And, all and, those Colts. sat everybody down in the second. It was against the Jets. It was. And it got the Jets in. It's the only reason the Jets right. made the playoffs. And I'm still disgusted that they did it, frankly. The, the, the Colts were 14-0. For those who don't remember yeah. it, they were 14-0. And, and, and they went about it a very strange way, too. Yep. They're playing the Jets. They actually played Peyton and those guys for the first half. They did. Then took them out in the second half. They were beating the Jets. The Jets then came back and routed them because they went, I think it was to Curtis Painter. It was. And, and all of their backups. And, and then they, they actually played Peyton and those guys at the very beginning of the last game because they had some consecutive game streaks. Yeah. I'm, I'm remembering this off the top of my head. Oh, no, yeah, you got it. And they lost those two games. And they wound up in the Super Bowl and they lost the Super Bowl. They it was the year they lost the to New Orleans. Bowl. But my point that's, is that's bad too. That Jeff, now it's, it's worse. Of course it's worse. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that Jeff and those guys, I think what you're, uh, in my opinion, and look, mm-hmm. I'm not a player and neither is Dan, but. What I think you're undervaluing, in my opinion, is is the value of having a chance to be historically great. I'm not I'm not diminishing the value of a Super Bowl. So, but someone wins it every year. Yeah, the Miami Dolphins yep. are the only team in modern history to do what they did, and the chance to be the second of those, I think, would be important to me if I were in that situation. Like I've heard Teddy Bruschi talk, like he still it still hurts him. Yeah, yeah. that they lost that game. Yeah. He, he said he. He was going to retire, and he came back to play because he couldn't, he couldn't go out like that. But the, the reason is that they know if they win that game, they're the greatest team that's ever played. Mm-hmm. Like, undisputed, because they would have had two more they games than the Dolphins, but right? The, but they're not. 
but they're, but they're but not. Maybe they were, but you need that. Maybe you they need were. That championship maybe to they stamp needed. It. Right. But but everything. But that's that's an that's an incredible thing. Like you say, once in a lifetime. You may have a Super Bowl run once in a lifetime. That's that's once in several lifetimes. I mean, there's no that that's a completely unique opportunity. I 100 percent agree. But sometimes the, the risk and reward aspect of things and putting that out there could potentially put you in a position where you don't win and you don't get there. And yeah. look, I'm not I'm not here to say that, you know, Saturday and they should have went for it. And maybe if they would have went undefeated, that would have propelled them to winning a Super Bowl. Like just nobody knows. Yeah, right. But I do know that when you are. 4 and 0 and you and the, the talk starts and then you're 6 and then you're 8 and then you're uh, then you start to think of you like I really don't care about that. I just want to get into the playoffs. I want to win my division number 1. Then I want to have a get in the playoffs with an opportunity to get to a Super Bowl and when you get to the Super Bowl, you really want to win it because I've I've been in both sides of this. I would almost rather not and and look, this sounds terrible too, but when you go to a Super Bowl and you lose, you sit back, you say, man, I almost wish I didn't make it here because yeah. I feel terrible. And I've heard I hate people say that. Guys who never played in a Super Bowl, my old partner, Mike Golick, would get furious. Yes, because when like, people oh, you, say that. You want to Just play. a chance to be in it. But I understand if you've won one, or in your case, multiple. Which one did you lose? I'm trying to remember which game Giants. you won. The Giants. The second Giants. The second one. Giants. Oh, you were the on that crazy right. sideline yeah, catch yeah, in Indianapolis. Manningham, yeah, yeah. Manningham catch over on his head. Basically, on the sidelines. Oh, of course, I remember the, the crazy game. I, I, bobbled catch. Yeah. 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 Mario Manningham. Greedy yeah. presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Bundle today at Progressive.com. All right, let's quickly run around some other stuff that we've got. Eagles, Texans tonight. Not a great one. Uh, Rodgers, uh, Packers. I asked you the question on TV this morning. If they lose this game against Detroit, Ninko, are they done? What they, did you say? I said they were done two weeks ago. Yeah. I, 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 when you watch this team play, they don't have chemistry across the board. They don't have a defense. They're giving up special teams problem plays. They're, they're, they're just not, not what we good. expected them yeah. to be. Their receivers are all very young, which they're heading into the hardest part of the season, being the midpoint. So I just don't see this team – competing or putting themselves in a position to make a playoff run. So when they lost to the Jets at home, that that's when I said that their season was pretty much over. So what will they do, Dan? Uh, what, what, what do you expect? Again, Graziano, I frequently turn to for insight on the Packers because you're close to the organization. What do you expect them to change? If, if the season does just sort of drift away into nothingness, which, which it feels like it may, and they wind up something like eight and nine and miss the playoffs. What do you expect to be the future of that team, and in particular of Aaron Rodgers? Well, I think Rodgers' future is, is in large part up to him. Like, he's got the, the new contract that really kind of, I mean, it, it pays him over $50 million next year if he wants to come back. The Packers obviously hope that that's an enticement, but because they know the person and they know that he can be a little mercurial, they, they, they are aware that he may just decide at some point that he doesn't want to play anymore. So... Uh, their hope would be to bring him back and continue to build around him. They felt like they had, a, they still feel like they have a good roster when it's healthy, uh, and so they feel like if they were to augment that in the off season in the right ways, that maybe they could make another run at it. I mean, it's the Packers; like they're never going to. They're these organizations that are are never going to approach it as if uh, they can't contend, right? I mean, the Steelers, right? Like like the, the the Patriots, like they're not you know they're not into rebuilding. So the Packers are going to continue to operate their way that they do and they're going to hope that Aaron Rodgers wants to stay along for the ride as long as uh as long as possible and one of these years to to cash it in 
What do you think, Nico? Uh, if, if Do you think that the window for Rodgers winning another Super Bowl has closed? Right now, yeah. I mean, if you look at just the holes. That I mean, he's going to be 40 years old next the, year. Yeah, of course. And so, he has talked about not basically playing because yeah. they compared him to the Tom thing. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe I, I'm not even – I don't know the exact quote, but it wasn't anything uh, on the whole I'm playing until I'm 45 side of things. So um, – you look at the issues. If they had just one or two glaring issues, you'd say, okay, they can repair those. But there's multiple failures across the board here that yeah. you look at the team and you're like, well, how are they going to fix this? It's not just a one repair type fix here. Yeah, it's a, it's a problem. And they know it. I mean, like they're talking to people around that team last week and after the game on Sunday night, they know that the challenge in front of them is significant. And they're not – I mean, they, they're going to continue to work to try and dig out of it, yep. but I don't think they're 100% sure that, that that's even possible. Greeny, with you, we all know the game isn't over till it's over. Next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Uh, quickly, I'll, I'll do one more on the, the Dolphins here. A lot of people mm. made a big deal about their signing uh, – the trade for Badley Chubb, the signing of Badley Chubb. What that all felt like to me, do I think they're a Super Bowl team? Maybe. But what I think it was, the, the most interesting thing about it to me, Dan, I don't know if it is to everyone, is I came into the season, I'm, I'm the first to admit when I was wrong, I am wrong so often. Uh, I really did not think Tua Tonga Vailoa was going to be the answer for that team. I, I thought uh, that after this year, they would be looking for the next quarterback and that they had built this incredibly attractive roster that some disgruntled quarterback was going to want to come take over. Mm-hmm. Everything they have done suggests they're all in on Tua, right? I mean, we expect him to get like a big deal and, and, and be yeah. the, the quarterback there for the next five years? Interesting one, because next offseason will be the first time he's eligible for the extension. Meaning so, this coming offseason. Yeah, 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 yeah. After this season ends. Um you know, the questions on him, the biggest questions on him have long been health and durability. So if we assume he gets through this season healthy and continues to play the way he has and keeps them in contention and they get in the playoffs, then, yeah, I would think he'd be a strong candidate for an extension along with Burrow and Justin Herbert and, and um, Jalen Hurts. How about, what do you think, uh, Nico? Well, he's by far exceeded my expectations for what he was going to be this year. Just even the game where he was injured before that that injury he went out he was making some terrific throws and they actually surrounded him with some weapons that he's actually using uh to his advantage so again I I don't I'm not going to put them in the Super Bowl but I do think that with what he has shown me this year I would if I was management consider keeping him as my long-term option at quarterback and that gives you a lot more options to the rest of your team if the if the health and durability questions are going to linger in the Dolphins minds and that affects the contract. It affects what you're willing to pay, what right. you're willing it's to like guarantee. Deck, All like that deck, stuff can be right? negotiated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and well, and, and and maybe that's a factor in the Lamar Jackson piece of it as well also, but maybe yeah. less so. It's just I mean, guaranteed he, he money. Get, th- that's just that. So yeah. that has nothing to do. Oh, we'll see what winds up happening. Guys, awesome work today. As always, uh, we have with us the law firm of Graziano and Ninkovich. As we we'll continue. Get you, we'll get you paid. We'll get, <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up, I can tell you exactly who is to blame for the Phillies getting no hit last night. Spoiler alert, he's in the room right now. That's now. Next, this is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greenie, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. And the pitch from Presley, a swing and a ground ball to third. Bregman has it, the throw to first, and that'll do it. The Astros even up the World Series with a 5 to nothing win tonight, and four of their pitchers combined to no hit. The Philadelphia Phillies as Presley finishes off what Christian Javier started, and we got a brand-new World Series all tied up at two. So pardon me, that's a very good call from our friend Dan Schulman here on ESPN Radio because he perfectly captured what happened. I ask you a question. When Don Larson completed the only World Series perfect game, do you think it took eight or nine seconds for the play-by-play announcer to mention that it was a perfect game? When Roy Halladay threw a no-hitter in a playoff game, do you think it took eight or nine seconds? No, the first words out of your mouth are, oh my goodness, a no-hitter. Last night, I'm going to read to you from the game story uh, on ESPN.com of what happened last night and what Christian Javier did. It says the win tied, for those of you who didn't see it, by the way, he threw six no-hit innings and then got pulled. Uh, It says here the win ties the series of two games apiece and placed Javier in exceedingly rare company, joining former New York Yankees right-hander Don Larson as the only pitchers in World Series history to finish an outing with no hits allowed in six or more innings. I don't think that's making the point it thinks it's making. What happened last night was the end of something wonderful and special in baseball, okay? And I get it. If I'm sitting in Dusty Baker's seat, I probably do the same thing. But all the time I sit here spending trying not to sound like an old-timer, not to sound like a traditionalist, not to sound like an old fart, not to sound like I don't understand the way the world has changed because I'm getting older. 
the one thing I'll say is, if you're going to take a guy out of a World Series game with a no-hitter who has thrown 97 pitches, then I just don't even know what we're doing anymore. I just don't. Because a combined no-hitter in the World Series, it's a great achievement, obviously. Winning the game is the most important thing, I guess. But if, if you were to play golf and someone were to shoot 58 in an around a PGA Tour round of golf, you would say, oh my goodness, that might be the greatest round of golf ever played. If they were to do it in a scramble, which is to say if two or three guys were to combine to shoot 58, well, you take this one, oh, you hit the putt. Okay. No, no not, not, not the same thing. Not even worthy of mention. It is purely a coincidence. The, the, the Astros won the game, period. End of, uh, end of topic. Four people didn't give up hits last night. That isn't interesting to me. And I tell you, I miss it when that wouldn't have happened. And, and I understand fully that Baker does the right thing last night and all the rest of that. By the way, Dusty Baker was the opposing manager the night Roy Halladay threw a no-hitter in a playoff game, whatever that was, 10 years ago. But that's neither here nor there, and neither is the no-hitter. The, the no-hitter last night leaves me cold, ice cold. Like, I, I actually feel it would have been better if they had given up a, a meaningless single in the eighth inning, that one ball that was hit hard in the eighth, with two outs in the eighth inning, there was one ball that was hit hard to right field. If that had dropped for a single and they had won the game 5 nothing, I actually would have felt better about the so, whole thing. So let me ask you. Yeah. Christian Javier, through six innings, had 97 pitches. Right. Are we just letting him go for as long as... As long as a no-hitter is going, yes. A no-hitter in the World Series. If that doesn't matter, what does? What matters? They had a no-hitter in the World Series. Who? They, them. Those four guys had a no-hitter in the World Series. Those four guys don't count. A no-hitter is not accomplished by four people. That's just not the way it works. In the same way that ultimate Frisbee is not football, then it, 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 that, 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 um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Flag football is not the NFL. A tag team, four people throwing a no-hitter is not the same thing. But no one is equating what Don Larson did to what the Astros did last night. They can both be something. What Don Larson did was What they did last night was awful. I hate it. How so? I hate what they did. Because it just means that in every way, I try and defend the new era of baseball all the time as Mm -hmm. much as I possibly can. And I cannot sit in a world in which 97 pitches into a no-hitter with a 5-0 lead, by the way. Let someone get on base before you start thinking about this. They just stayed with their regular rotation. They just said, okay, kid, you gave us six now here's the seventh here's the eighth here's the ninth this is how we always do things and the fact that you have a no hitter going in game four of the world series is completely irrelevant and meaningless that's the message that was sent last night how did we get to a place where a no hitter in the world series is irrelevant and meaningless we got to that place by getting smarter the Astros bullpen has a sub one ERA this postseason. Christian Javier, who shoved last night, is going to pitch in game seven for the Astros because he only threw 97 pitches last night. The objective is not to win the battle. The objective is to win the war. And Dusty Baker, who has gotten all sorts of things wrong when it comes to his pitching staff in the postseason over the years, got this exactly right but because of that. You, you and I are not having an argument because we're not talking about the same thing. You're talking about whether Dusty Baker did the right thing last night. I already conceded he did the right thing last night. I'm saying that 
Sports is about a lot more than numbers. Sports is about something. Sports is both an art and a science. And this was all science and mm. no art. Where's the gorgeousness? Where's the drama? Where's the beauty? Where, where's, where's the soul? Four people throwing a no-hitter is meaningless. It doesn't mean a thing. And I'm not blaming anyone. I'm, or I guess what I'm doing is I'm blaming everyone because we somehow let it get to this. I fully understand that he did the right thing. So what you're arguing with me about is not what I'm saying. You're disagreeing with something I'm not telling you. But I'm telling you is if Christian Javier had thrown 124 pitches and the last of them closed a no-hitter in the World Series, would that or would that not be something you remembered for the rest of your life? It would absolutely be that, yes. Was last night something that you remember for the rest of your life? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's what I, Sports is about moments. It's about drama. It's about, it's about something wonderful happening. It's about something incredible happening. It's about magic. And we've just lost that. And that's terrible. Again, I get it. I'm not saying anyone did anything wrong, but it made me, the whole thing made me sad. Mm. Honestly, I turned the game over. The game's over at that point. They're not getting a hit against these guys, or they're certainly not scoring five runs. And I'm not sticking around for the drama of finding out whether they closed the no-hitter or not. I don't care. Interesting. So you, as soon as they pull the starter, that's when they lose you. No, I think I watched another inning, and, and then I was, it's getting late. And yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. They're not coming back if tonight. If he had stayed in, you would have kept watching? 100%. Are you kidding? Who's turning that off? Who's turning off Christian Javier throwing the second no-hitter in World Series history? Everyone's turning off these guys. I don't care if these guys, they just got their one inning. They didn't throw a no-hitter. They each got three outs without giving up a hit. Let's turn to Bubba because many of you may not know this, but in addition to his long-standing career in radio production, which is which is now the stuff of legend, uh, Bubba also is a, has written multiple novels, and and they're they're grand sweeping, uh, sort of like a Gabriel Garcia Marquez esque kind of a, uh, a thing. So you understand greater than anyone the narrative and the drama and all the rest of that. Which side of the? I don't even know that Hembo and I are having a debate, but what is your perspective on the? Astros pulling a pitcher last night after 97 pitches and six no-hit innings in the World Series. I guess I'm on your side in the sense that it's incredibly frustrating and it borderline shouldn't be considered a no-hitter. The Mets the Mets this year had a combined no-hitter and I didn't even care at all. Like it's not even something that essentially to me it doesn't even count. A combined no-hitter does absolutely nothing to me. And, uh, yeah, the fact that they took him out after six, I get the point that you're trying to – the point is to win for sure. But I, at the very minimum, I think he could have gone out for the seventh. I mean, let's, let's be real here. The World Series, by the way, is here on ESPN Radio, presented by AutoZone. Catch all the action tonight, Game 5, 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. You know, you bring up an interesting point. Because the one thing everyone always said about the Mets was they were the franchise that had never had a no-hitter. And then his name just jumped out of my head, the guy who never pitched again after Santana. he threw the no-hitter. Uh, Johan Santana threw a no-hitter. They left him out there for whatever it was, 130 pitches, and he, never, he essentially never pitched again. So that's actually probably the worst argument I can make. But let me ask you a question. If that had not happened, Hembo, if the Mets had never had a no-hitter and then they threw a combined no-hitter, would, we, would you say the Mets are still a team that has never had anyone pitch a no-hitter. Yes. That's my point. So this didn't even count. Do you consider last night a no-hitter? Yes. Then, then how could you say the Mets had never had a no-hitter? The, I mean, technically speaking, 
the Astros got 27 outs without allowing a hit. It right. is a no-hitter. See, there's nothing worse. That's, that's it. You just made my point for me. There's nothing in the world worse in sports than technically speaking. No one falls in love with sports because of technically speaking. Sports is all about the things that happen in between the technically speaking. Nuno, who's right here? I mean, you are. Uh, I apologize. I just can't get over his uh, the nightgown. What is Hemble wearing? Like it, it just. I, I'm waiting for him to have one of those hats and and with a uh, candle, like those. Uh, Wax candles or not wax, whatever, back in the day, like in the 1800s, like that's what he looks like. Like a candelabra. You, you are carrying, you, you are it's wearing. a tough look. You are wearing a somewhat startlingly collarless shirt. I feel like I look like a, a clergyman. Uh, yeah, you, you, you look like. Should I, pop, should I pop a button, you think, maybe? No. Would that help matter? No, you should change the shirt. You should get a collar, would be nice. <laughs> you I mean. should get a different. What, what exactly, tell, tell, take me back to the moment you, brought, you bought that shirt. I don't recall. Most of the uh, clothing I don't buy for myself. I think I saw this. Who buys it for you? Usually my wife. But this is a shirt that I purchased myself because I started to like, you know, I, I think it was some sort of like Black Friday sale. I'm like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to buy myself some clothes. I think it was last year. That's a terrible idea. She doesn't like it either. And no, it's awful. She doesn't like it either. No. I, it and, doesn't have a collar. It doesn't I mean, have what? a collar. It's, it <laughs> it's is a, insane. Uh, if, if you, you have to get in front of the ESPN app or we'll, we'll take a picture of it and post it or something. It's just... The shirt is is horrendous. And you know what? Nuno, it distracted Nuno from the conversation. And, and, and it was now so that bad he has that pointed happened. it out, yeah. it has distracted it, me, it, too. It, it is. And I, and I noticed it when during uh, a get up and during the trivia. And, like, Dan Graziano, who usually does well during those trivias, usually mops the floor with, uh, okay. with uh, Hembo. Losing to a guy with a shirt like that on. I just like I don't know if you can ever I do trivia. I think it threw again. off Graz. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think the shirt. Him. Yeah. It's the op- it's the opposite. I, I think it had the opposite effect. Graziano was thrown off by How the collar. How could he think with that? Yeah, it, it is. It is. It does. Now that you mention, it does look somewhat clerical. Um, <laughs> but it, but it's it's sort of like an odd green. Also, I, I don't even. What color is that? It is some kind of green or like a gray. Li- a light lime green. I should not purchase any more clothing for myself well I? you certainly shouldn't wear that again okay all right and we continue uh, your chance to be a part of greenie nation comes on the dr pepper call in line espn nation is presented by dr pepper it ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold dr pepper the one that fans deserve so wh- wh- where did this conversation leave us it left us with this when when people talk about the changes that are coming to baseball. And I know that the commissioner was on last night on our pregame show on ESPN radio. I'm really strongly in favor of a lot of the changes that are coming to baseball. Um, I'm in favor of the getting rid of the shift. I'm especially in favor of a pitch clock. I'm, I'm in favor of all that stuff. There are so many ways in which the game has evolved and must continue to evolve that are great. And then there were some things that we're just never going to get back in life. And I guess this is one of them. And Christian uh, is not he, Javier is not a legendary player. And if that's was Don Justin Larson. Verlander, yeah, I guess that's a good point. He became Don Larson is a legendary figure because he threw that game. Because and only because. And by the way, just to tie a uh, button on this conversation, that's not a phrase. Do you know how many pitches Don Larson threw in his perfect game by chance? Um, I do not. He threw 97. Do you know how many pitches Christian Javier threw last yeah, night? Yeah, 97. 97. That's interesting, but that's, that, that, well, that's, 
It's just interesting. It's, yes, it's just interesting. Technically speaking, it's irrelevant. Mm. Uh, as we continue, uh, we will ask a fascinating question about fan bases. Uh, plus, we can talk about ways that bad things can sometimes get better. We'll do all that as we roll on. You're listening to Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. By the way, we're having an argument that has spilled over through the entirety of the commercial break because Hembo made the mistake of mentioning Don Larson having thrown only 97 pitches in the perfect game that he threw. And it took me a minute to realize nothing could be less relevant than that because if it had taken 197 pitches, they wouldn't have taken him out of the game then with a perfect game in the World Series. You're also just going to throw fewer pitches when you have a perfect game going because you only face the minimum number of batters, which you don't have to do necessarily in a no-hitter. So, A, you, you sidetracked me with that. But then we started thinking, and this is actually a pretty interesting conversation, you know. Don Larson was an, an accidental candidate to be a, a person who'll be remembered forever. Don Larson was not an all-time great pitcher. Don Larson was an all-time decent pitcher. For his career, he was under 500, right? I don't have his numbers. Wasn't he under 500? For his career, he was under 10 games under 500. And in game two of that 1956 World Series, he only got five outs and allowed four runs. Like, he probably shouldn't have been allowed to start game five. And and yet, thank God he did. Mm -hmm. And thank God they didn't pull him after six perfect innings. You just hate looking at that graphic with Don Larson's face next to Christian Javier's face because of... The difference between the two. You they don't it. belong on the same graphic. I can tell. I, mean, I understand they're on the, they can be on the same graphic, but what they did is obviously not the same thing. And even you don't think it is. Um, you know, you would have to put four faces where Christian Javier's face <laughs> is. And uh, that's hard to do. So, but it did get us thinking. The accidental immortal. Like, who are other people who were not all-time greats, who are remembered forever for one all-time great game, or one all-time great moment. I have a couple of candidates, Nuno, and, and help us fill in a few more. Here's what I'm thinking. First, 
the I cannot believe his name just jumped out of my head. The receiver who caught the helmet catch from Eli. David Tyree. David Tyree. Right? That's and you will remember that name because of that play forever. He otherwise had obviously a nondescript not obviously, but he had a nondescript, otherwise unmemorable career. Now that's really only one play. Yeah. How many passes do you think David Tyree caught for his career? I mean, very, very few. I don't, I don't have any recollection of him at all outside of that game. He How many did he catch? 54 yeah. for his career. There's a guy who caught 54 passes, wow. but he caught maybe the, the, the most famous one that we've ever seen in a Super Bowl. And it wins the Super Bowl or goes a long way towards winning it. And as a consequence, he's remembered forever. But that's just one play. Then I started thinking about people who had great games because Don Larson didn't just have one play. He had great games. The most common place that comes is Super Bowls with MVPs. So off the top of my head, the year Dallas beat Pittsburgh in the 90s, I want to say the MVP was a defensive back named Larry Brown. Do I have that right? You do. That was... Um, yeah, he had like three interceptions, yeah, I think. 1995 season. But he was not otherwise a super memorable... If you say Larry Brown in sports, that's not the name that's going to come to most people's minds. Definitely not. Another one I'm thinking of is one of the Washington Super Bowls. I want to say their MVP was a running back named Timmy Smith. Do I have that right? Was it Tim or Timmy? You're, you're correct. But he didn't win the Super Bowl MVP. Oh, he didn't? He did not. What did he, what, what, didn't he have a monster day in that? Which, super, which one was that? Was that the Rippins? It wasn't the Doug Williams Super Bowl. Because Rippin, Rippin won MVP in, for uh, the, that 91 team. That, that, was the, that was the game that Thurman Thomas lost his helmet, if I remember correctly. Um, he, had a, but, he had a Super Bowl record, 204 yards. Th- that's, what, that, that's why I'm remembering mm. it. He wasn't the MVP, but he did have over two. Is he the only person ever to rush for 200 yards in a Super Bowl? I assume he probably is. So that's another reason why he He's remembered, and his name comes up all the time. Is there anyone else I'm forgetting? Who else had one legendary well, game? This would be, again, just an isolated moment. We're, you and I were just talking about Buster Douglas. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, Buster Douglas, the, the, ladies and gentlemen, say it with me. Buster Douglas, undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Great call, Jim Lampley. Most astonishing thing ever. Yeah. but It's hard to do with fights just because one fight is... You know, it's a season at minimum. But yes, no, Buster Douglas is a good one. An otherwise eminently forgettable career, but will obviously be remembered forever. It's just an interesting mental exercise. I like doing these things generally. By by the way, a quick reminder, college football uh, Saturday, Virginia hosts North Carolina, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 1130 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You have one? No, just I was saying, like, you, I assume you're not putting the Astros bullpen on this list. I'm not putting the Astros bullpen on any list. I mean, technically except- speaking, they have been outrageously good this postseason. They got nine clean outs last night. Uh, and, and that's great. Good for them. Bully for them. I'm delighted for them. But what it is not is the kind of moment that you will remember forever. Like, you remember these great moments and these great plays and these great players. Where Malcolm Butler made an interception that won a Super Bowl out of nowhere. He had a good career. He was a good player, but certainly not a, I mean, anything even approaching a Hall of Fame career or anything like that. He makes one of the most famous plays in Super Bowl history. Um, so anyway, the point I'm trying to make, and, and, and we've, we've spent enough time on this, so we'll move on to some other things as we continue. But... I'm trying to figure out exactly how to sum up the way a combined no-hitter in a World Series game makes me feel as a 55-year-old lifelong devotee of the sport. And the only 
emotion I can think of to attach to it is kind of wistful. And that's not a good way for a sport to make you feel. Mm. Again, I, I understand we're not going back to that. I'm not unrealistic. I'm not an old fart. Theo Epstein can't change that. Rob Manfred can't change that. It's never changing. We're never going back to that. If that's Clayton Kershaw out there, they're taking him out, right? Yes. If that's Justin Verlander tonight, they're taking him out, right? Yes. There is no pitcher in baseball for whom they are staying in that game. That's incredible. Not one. Just stop and think about that. There's no pitcher in baseball that they would let throw a no-hitter in a World Series game. Just let that wash over you. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.